0: Hey there, I'm Stevie. I'm a musician from New York City and the host of This Next Songs About. This is a podcast for songwriters and music fans alike. And in this podcast, I'm going to take you behind the scenes for a closer look at how musicians write their songs, what their career's been like, and I'll also try to uncover some of the secrets of the music industry with experts from across the nation. Today is such a special episode. I chat with Kaylin Marie, one of my favorite human beings and musicians. Kaylin is a singer-songwriter, guitarist, bandleader, and actress with over 16 years performing experience from national TV to local venues. Her solo work has been described as soulful Americana, echoing writing and vocal traits of Sarah Borelli's and Laura Marling. Kaylin is releasing music from her sophomore EP Forget Me Not from January to June 2021. She has won a Kennedy Center Award of Excellence in the Arts, was a finalist on American Idol, Started a leading role in a new musical titled Music City from the producers of Hadestown and Dear Evan Hansen, she's completed multiple artist residencies in New York City, recorded three records, and performed as a protest singer in Steven Spielberg's The Post. But for all of her accomplishments and achievements, she is one of my best friends, as a result of this podcast, actually. We first met in podcast number four, if you care to dig through the archives. She's one of the most lovely people I've ever met, and she has such a unique ability to connect with people, both as a human and as a performer. This podcast was actually a live podcast from March 3rd to celebrate the new season of the show, and I recommend that you listen to this episode and then go and check out the video for what I hope will be an immersive experience for her new single, At Work, and the link to that video is in the show notes. If, however, you prefer to watch this whole interview as a video, you can do so. Just head over to our Facebook page, This Next Song's About, and you'll find the post, and we show Kaylin's video in the live stream. Enjoy! Kaylin Marie, hello. Hello, my dear friend. How are you? I'm very well, and yourself? I'm very well. I believe very recently, Kaylin Marie uh, got got engaged. Congratulations! I did. I'm wearing a (laughs) ring on my finger. It is beautiful. Oh, thank you. He
1: definitely. I couldn't have imagined. I would. I would have loved anything that was presented to me but I was really blown away by this and I was so excited that it wasn't until the end of the night we're like going to bed and I was like this ring is beautiful <laughs> I just I didn't even I was just like yes yes yes
0: so <laughs> oh no that's lovely and the, 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 it was so so sweet and such a lovely way to do it as well so congratulations oh. that's beautiful I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. going to have to say that again because that sounds awful for a podcast. Caitlin, I'm so happy for you. That's so oh. lovely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Squealing in my own show. So I'm so excited to talk to you about your latest single, At Work. And we're obviously going to take a look, an exclusive look, in fact, at your music video for At Work. So it's such a beautiful song. Oh. And it came out January 29th to rave reviews. Oh, thank you. It was your first single in a little while. So how did how was that feeling of of releasing new music for you? It was
1: very disorienting before I was able to hear from friends and loved ones and kind of have this support system that comes with every leap into releasing music. Um just because my first foray into releasing music was right when Spotify had ultimately started, or it wasn't as popular yet. And streaming services weren't taking the toll they are now. So I just kind of put it out there, not knowing what would happen. And this round, fortunately, with the New York music community had a lot of tips and advice coming my way. So it was overwhelming. And I didn't know how much work I was supposed to do, how much was too little, how much was too much. So it was disorienting to say that because we have so many tools. So it's a good disorientation, I guess, because there's so much available for DIY musicians right now. But yeah, putting it out there, seeing it turn into midnight and know that it was the day was pretty exciting.
0: So tell me about this song and what it means to you. This song was written
1: when I was in a Read a song a week challenge with one of my dear friends Iga, and I I go to therapy. Happy to admit that
2: therapy club. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, ultimately, I was realizing that a past relationship and a, and another past relationship had very toxic tendencies, and learning that they were abusive. It was a really hard thing to come to and admit especially because I know people have been in way worse situations and it's easy to say, no, 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 that's not what's happening. But when you have licensed professionals telling you that is what is happening, it was quite a reality check. And I think that we hear a lot of narratives of people coming out of abusive relationships, or we hear the story of people asking them, why did it take so long for you to leave? And how did you put up with that? And the fact of the matter is there usually is love there or Care at least, um, and it's not so black and white. So I wrote this song, just kind of meditating on that and saying, "Wow, I've really cared deeply for these people, though the they were not healthy, and um, in turn I was not healthy." And I'm really glad these relationships came to an end, and I sincerely wish them well. Um, and if there was love here, it's not working. It's not to be built upon. So that's right. kind of the sum of the song. That just fell out and thinking about these things.
0: So how long ago did you write the song?
1: It was right at the tail end of 2019.
0: Does it resonate for you differently now that it's out? Because I remember, I remember you shared this with me. Yeah. And I think you were nervous to share this song with the world. So what what has changed? I think the fact that,
1: you know, I, I find a lot of catharsis in songwriting alone at home. And there's a whole new level of catharsis when you connect with others. And when I wrote this song, when I write any song, I know no matter how specific I am, it's not just my story. So I think in understanding that maybe someone might hear this song and check themselves, maybe check their situation, realize that there could be love in a situation, but maybe it's not healthy and not to be built upon, that it kind of waved my fears away and, and made me a little more courageous and sharing it and hoping it would reach others and just give them something maybe they need. And since I wrote it to now, I've heard so many people's stories and why they relate to it. And it's certainly gained a lot of different colors. And I love hearing people's interpretations of things because when you record a song and you put it out there, it has its own life. So it's it's great to see how it's doing mm-hmm. while others are listening.
0: And I think, as a songwriter, there's nothing there's no greater feeling than to have somebody say, "Oh my God, I, I relate so much to your song." Yes,
1: absolutely. absolutely.
0: So since releasing it and putting it out into the world, and we'll we'll come on to that in a moment. the process for the video, how I guess what where maybe where I'm going with this question is how much room for interpretation did you want to leave for people? Because often with a lot of your music, and one of the things that I adore about a Kaylin Marie show is that you get all of the stories that go along with it. And in fact, going to an entire show of yours, you don't just get one story for a song. You get an entire arc mm. that goes with your show. So um, you and I have also spoken about, you know, how much do we let people interpret our songs and how much do we give them all of the information that goes along with it? But what I love about you is that you are just so vulnerable and open about your journey with it. And is that how you approached the video?
1: I think with the video, it is a little bit, it certainly highlights where it was coming from for me as an individual. It depicts a relationship with beautiful moments and really upsetting moments how people interpret that you know whether they would put the word abusive on it or toxic is entirely up to them and i think with by the way thank you for liking my <laughs> technique for shows because i i did grow up in theater so i tend to i can't ignore the opportunity for story and certainly not in a narrative art <laughs> i'm always very conscious of that so it means a lot that you enjoy it um and i There are artists that have heavily influenced that completely outside of theater as well. But yeah, the video was, I had finished mixing and mastering this song and we were in quarantine and I was wondering what kind of visual representation I could create. So I did have to get a little specific and I wanted to because it's an uncomfortable topic, but I know that so many people experience it. And maybe it's just one more thing that people could see. And I mean, I hope they don't relate to it, but maybe it's in their past and they're saying, oh, wow, you know, I I have peace Mm -hmm. now that I know that wasn't the right love for me to keep choosing. It was a little scattered. I don't know if I totally answered the question.
0: You did, sweetheart. You did. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Well, tell you what, I do want to ask you more questions about the song itself. Mm -hmm. but. As this is a, this, this is a live podcast currently, but it will be a, an audio podcast for those listening, um, after the fact, probably next week. I'm not entirely sure yet. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. but for our audio listeners, can you describe the video? I'm sure they will go and watch it, but as they're listening and they, they're getting the experience of it, would you like to describe the video and and not, not like in, in full detail, but just yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, gen, the general gist before we watch it?
1: Absolutely. Um, Thank you for this invitation to do so. I have not tried to describe it in full yet. When we were in quarantine, I was wondering how I could do a safe collaboration. So I reached out to my friend Chase, who's just a wonderful person and very talented actor. And I asked him if he would be up for filming these vignettes with his girlfriend, because they were in a quarantine pod together and he was absolutely down for it. And So for months, I mean, really, uh, until now, you know, some videos are really recent, his girlfriend and him were filming these sorts of scenes. And from there, I mirrored them with my own scenes that are from anything in my life in the last couple of years, not just through quarantine. So it's sort of this disjointed, his perspective, her perspective, There's a joyous moment and then it flips and it might skip and it might go backwards and it goes forwards faster than it should. Or there's a lot of disjointedness because I kind of wanted it to be this kaleidoscope of memories. Um, Kind of in the rush of an emotion when you are mourning something, I think sometimes all these images can come back to your head. So I was trying to capture that for a relationship and fortunately Chase just and his partner Jenna just they just did an excellent job it was very easy to sort of piece together things and it was I, I remember echoing this sentiment when I was recording the song itself because of the word at work there was this temptation to include in the production of it like construction sounds and if you listen closely there ever ever so slightly there is this interesting machinery sound and I wanted it to kind of be like those moments in Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind where they're having those like dream sequence, memory type mm-hmm. things where it's like all over the place. So between Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, machinery and memories rushing to your brain, this video was
0: created. Should we should we take a, I was gonna say, should we take a listen? This is what I normally say, should we take a watch? <laughs> okay. Sure,
2: sure. Turn your head towards the sun again The way the light hits your eyes is
0: I actually hadn't watched that earlier because i wanted to watch it with you as at the same time as everyone else oh so. my god thank you for <laughs> giving it a surprise
1: it's mm. all the more um in the moment. <sighs> Oh my goodness wine oh no. hang
0: on
2: wine gin
0: cheers sweetheart cheers cheers, to you. cheers. oh do you know I remember when I first watched you perform that song at Rockwood.
2: Yes,
0: and let's—we just have to go through some of these comments here. So Shay loved it already um, so much. This is incredible. Um, that's one of the best videos I've seen in such a long time. Oh my god, it's so beautiful! Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh. Uh, so we're all in agreement. It's pretty, pretty fucking good. Oh my gosh! So much love to you, Shay and Amanda. No. <laughs> oh. I can see what you mean about this sort of going back and going forward and you kind of rewind some moments there. Yes, yes. And and the, I mean, I'm not
1: an, a, an editor by any means, but this was done just by Chase and myself and it came down to a, a lot of symmetry. It actually somewhat ends with the same exact clips it starts with, but they're like reverse images in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, it's so so hard to capture that moment when you are really, you're on the verge of saying goodbye, or you're on the verge of just a rush of nostalgia, already said goodbye a long time ago, to try to capture that visually is, I think so many people can do so many different things. So I'm glad that what we've come up with is resonant, <laughs> for sure.
0: I think one of the things that I love about you is that you are so intentional with all things. Oh. And I think that video just just matches that. So that oh. is very good, very good. Well oh, thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So this was I'm fine, oh, no. totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this was produced with uh,
1: Katie Buchanan. Yes, Katie was my producer for the songs I'm releasing from now, including at work through June. An excellent, excellent music maker and person. Just. She's brilliant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually have her on the podcast yes. in a couple of weeks yep. to talk about um, things to look for in a producer and how to how to go about that, you know, your first time in a studio. So Katie will be become part of the podcast uh, alumni very, very shortly. Yay. So what was it like working with Katie? And I think you and I have spoken about working with a female producer. And also, I think in terms of the direction that you took with the song, you made some some very specific choices. Talk to me about that. Katie's
1: a dream to work with because she's not a people pleaser. She's, as I had already said, an excellent and brilliant music maker and human. So she's happy to push you out of your comfort zone when it serves you and the song. So when I brought this song to her, it was on guitar and it was, I was just kind of going for an acoustic, very simple idea. And she was all for it, and then I don't even know how it came up, but she just thought, "What if we did piano?" and she started playing the intro and she turned back to me and was like, <laughs> we just we just knew we had to do it from there so it it was one small decision that changed the whole idea for what it would sound like record it and I'm so glad for mm-hmm. it because she did add this just so much atmosphere to it and I was Actually, terrified when I first heard the mixes because my vocals are so upfront, and she encouraged me to be brave with that and trust that it served the song. So <laughs> it's a rather naked tune, um, but I I trust her
2: mm-hmm.
1: a great deal.
0: I didn't hear the construction really. I think I was I was very well. I was list, I was looking for it that time, but then I was so focused it's on the near other the thing. tail end. It's just this ever so slight kind of like. Kush, kush,
1: Um, almost kind of serving as the percussion of it which again everything is is, it's super layered though it sounds very Mm. clean and simple and I mean it is just a very open production of this song And, and she captured it in a way that I was feeling it which was great it wasn't just the way that I had come up with it with my limited means and like having a guitar I didn't have a piano at the time you know so it was a spur of the moment decision, and we ran with it.
0: It was—it's beautiful, and I think one of the things that you decided about the song was not to have it crescendo. It was to have it be—you know—this sort of slow build, but never really sort of quite peak.
1: Yes, and that was against my intuition. Most of my songs, again, maybe this is the theater in me. I kind of want like this, like, like moment <laughs> where I'm like letting it all out and. Katie you, can, is, you can
0: sing Let It Go if you want to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you know how hard that song is yes, to sing? Yes, I do. <laughs> I am praying that if I ever have children and it's a little girl that she's okay with me butchering that song. Um, <laughs> but anywho... I was ready to have a moment where I was kind of belting. And actually, when I sing it live, I tend to go into that anyway, just because I am on my own and want to give the song some more dynamics that are captured in the recording, but maybe not so much captured with just a piano and my voice. So Katie just, she never had to think about it. She was just kind of like, no, don't belt. And I'm so glad because when I listen to the song now, I hear the sense of ambiguity, which is still in the person that's saying goodbye. They're still putting it in the other hands of the person. If you let me go, I'll do the same. They know that's what they're going to do. They're trying to make it a mutual decision. It's it's not totally this farewell forever, even though they know it has to go there, which I, I, yeah, I think that, not having a crescendo kind of leaves it in that gray area, but not without a sense of a decision being made.
0: Mm-hmm. For you, when you were a songwriter and you produce music, you go into the studio, how much does a song solidify for you? Is it solidified before you go into the studio or once you've sort of gone in and like in this, in this occasion, it's changed and now is this the way that you will always perform that song?
1: No. Um, I think being a self-taught musician, makes me lose the uniform in performing live I just I don't know what my tempo was I don't know how much I gave it the last time I don't you know it's not something I'm super proud of but sometimes people compliment it which is very sweet because I haven't recorded music very much though I've been playing music for 16 years a song feels finalized when I give it to an audience the first time um, and by finalized, I mean it starts growing, and and you know it's like it has its life. When it's recorded, it's it's interesting because it you know it can reach well beyond the room you're in, and have a life you really don't even get to share with the people who are hearing it. So, I songs I've sang for ten years sound different when I play them today. And that's half intentional because I'll just go to the truth of the song and try to sing it from there, and it's half. Cause I just don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but yeah, I tried to just sing from an honest place, which can be different day to day.
0: You know, I want to talk about your artist journey and now you are, are we, I'm just going to say it. You've been accepted to grad school.
1: I have, I have, I Tell haven't me shared about
0: that. I know I should have, <laughs> probably should have asked you before, but we had technical <laughs> issues
1: so I didn't no, have time. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm happy to share it. Um, well, I, I came to theater and music at the same time, ultimately. My mother had a funny dream that said, I feel like you should play guitar because it it repeated. Kaylin has long fingers. She should play guitar. And she said, here, take this. And it was my stepfather's guitar. And she said, try something. And at the time I was super into Britney Spears and NSYNC and they didn't play guitar. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to. But I fell in love with it. I lost track of time in a way that I, you know, maybe as a kid playing hide and seek or something you might have done, but it was just something that I, I fell in love with really fast. And it was an outlet first and theater was happening in school. So it, it, these storytelling crafts came to me around the same time, which is why I think I always kind of weave in and out of them. Um, you know, I keep the door open to acting, but I'd say my path is more about music Been in New York for 13 years, graduated with an acting degree and then was focusing on that and then started working at Joe's Pub, a music venue in the East Village that I love so much. And from there, they had a talent show in which I played a song because I wasn't going to perform a scene by myself. And uh, that was a huge pivot moment in my life. I wasn't focusing on sharing music. And when I did it then, I just had this... New. I mean, as I said, it was a pivot moment. I just felt like this is what I this is what I love more than anything. So, started doing that, and I've been doing that ever since. And by that I mean pursuing music. And with the pandemic, I had to leave New York, and fortunately landed in a beautiful home I'm renting with my fiance. But for throughout my life, because music has always been an outlet, I've known its potency as a healer. And performing wasn't necessarily the one thing I wanted. It was more, I just wanted to keep creating and connecting and sharing. And I started volunteering in the pandemic with a foundation, Warrior Music Foundation in Annapolis, and helping veterans write songs. And it felt like everything came together for me because everything I love about music without the like cringy self promotion and you know the banging on doors and please come to my shows was was still in this exchange with uh, with another human where we're connecting and we're feeling not only just catharsis by talking about things and kind of putting it into music but just joy because we could take something that might have been really hard and heavy and give it a blossom, give it something beautiful, give it something that stands on its own and, you know, not in a productive way, but more in a, you evolving way. You're, you're taking something hard and giving it a life of its own and letting it go. So I am likely <laughs> headed to grad school since I fortunately was accepted to study music therapy and counseling and continue my journey as a singer songwriter and have this as an addition to really connect with others and give them what music has given me, which really is this incredible outlet that has helped me go through many traumatic things. So,
0: And, you know, one thing that we talk about is what we get from music and what you get from not only, you know, your performing, but also contrasted with the marketing, you know, the self-marketing side of things, which not a lot of us love. Some of us do, but not a lot of us love it. And then on the other hand, you're going to do something that is going to benefit people. It's going to really help people. And like you get so much joy from doing that. And, and that really feeds your artistic soul.
1: Yes. I mean, I, I am. I'm hoping that it helps. I, I think that music helps people without calling it music therapy. And and it just is sort of um maybe a little less stigmatized when you put it in, if you just give someone a song to listen to or they tell you what song they can really relate to, that, that is an exchange that would be considered therapeutic. And it just, I think opens up people to the idea of connecting with people or sharing what they're going through. Uh, and by it, I mean, music can help people do that without consciously saying, this is therapy, um, it is, you know. So I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can, Positive
0: impact. Well, I'm very proud of you. I know it's very difficult to get accepted into that school, and I know like they accepted you pretty. I think it was like l- less than 24 hours later. So you know, I I think they loved it, you, which they should do. Not that I'm biased. No,
1: <laughs> it was just a bit shocking though because this the last few days have been insane. I had the audition on Thursday, a live stream show on Friday, and like three minutes before the live stream. I got the email that confirmed whether or not I was accepted. Fortunately, I was accepted, went into the live stream, went to New York. That night, I I was asked to become the wife of my best friend. (laughs) I'm engaged. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. So um, thank you for bringing it up because I would (laughs) love to have this crazy weekend documented. (laughs)
0: It's just like, whoa. We'll still be flying high from that. Um, yes. There is one more thing that I wanted to talk about, and we uh, spoke about it. And it was um, a story about an artist who really affected you. It was about Jewel. Tell me about that story. And I'm asking you because I've somewhat slightly forgotten <laughs> <You> forget- <laughs> how it starts. So, <laughs> well,
1: you mentioned my storytelling, and you know, it's it, yeah. That's kind of where the conversation I think was starting before too, where. There are moments for sure that I don't give a song a big intro. I just kind of weave the banter into what's coming next because I I don't want to tell people what to feel when they hear the song. But one of the things I love about live performance is just hearing the artist talk about where they wrote it from, because even when they share that, I, I still feel like I could interpret it in my own way. And I hope other people have experienced that when I'm, Motor mouth <laughs> before my
2: socks,
1: but jewel she played a concert in Connecticut where my aunt and uncle were living at the time. And it was just her and a guitar. and this I don't I don't remember the venue, but it was just her and a guitar well into her career. And you could hear a pin drop anytime she was speaking or singing. It was. Incredible to to see someone just be themselves and be heard so intently, and you saw so many people having their own experience at the same time. People kind of like looking at their partners and giggling because they've been there too, or people kind of getting choked up on a moment that maybe part in their own history that the song makes them relate to. And it was just it was though it was so bare, it was so full. And I think when I saw that show, that's just how I kept carrying myself any chance I got in front of a microphone, because I'd much rather have a sort of conversation with people that are willing to listen to me and hopefully hear them, you know, not just in the applause, but after the show, hear what they have to say about things, where they went while they were listening. I just think that's, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. And that's what has, kept me doing this for 16 years.
0: 16 years, long time. Yeah, long time. And more years to come, I should hope. Yes, yes. And speaking of what's to come, Kaylin, what is to come? Well, I do have a whole EP
1: to share. So a single is coming out in a few weeks. I'll be sharing the date next week, trying not to inundate socials with too much, off <laughs> but I'll be releasing a single this month, and um, come June, putting the whole EP out there. So
0: that's what's coming up there. It's exciting stuff. That's a lot. It's yeah. yeah. some wonderful. I'm I'm so glad you're releasing music again. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's been too long or anything, but you know, it's so nice to see and like see you really dive into it. This was something at work was a single that you had thought about putting out last year, and you held off for about a year. So it's it's great to see you getting so comfortable with it and and feeling that it's the right time. So, Kaylin Marie, as always, it is an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Always on our, you. our our second podcast. Well, actually, our third. I know because <laughs> we had to redo the first one because you <laughs> finished
1: zero of my sentences.
0: <laughs> no, you did. I think you were so sweet because you actually forgot to credit a couple of people, and you we yes. tried to drop it in, but it didn't work that's the only reason because you were so sweet and you wanted to credit people. I, did, I um, did. But because you were so lovely, I was like, yeah, that's fine. We could just
1: re-record it. <laughs> you can hear our friendship begin in that first podcast because we're just you can. giggling and having a great time. It's really precious.
0: <laughs> I know. It's really special. I think it was podcast number four. I think if, if anyone wants to dig back into the archives, wow, it's podcast number four and we are now on. I think this is it i think it's the 80s we're now into now
2: i believe you yeah, are done a that many.
1: you are an honest rock star just for people to know out there i don't know anyone who works harder than stevie <laughs> between helping others managing a really really tough job full-time while continuing to keep her music <laughs> going her community going just for that that should be out there people should know
0: <laughs> well thank you um you're gonna make me cry again <laughs> And cried. <laughs> I can't do it twice no. for the first time in the same show. That's just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Kaylin, uh, oh, this is so sweet. Amanda, you're both so lovely and interesting. I could listen for hours. Oh, um, we could probably chat. We actually do chat for hours. We just don't record it all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, but another, yeah, we could be, we could do another fly on the wall at some time. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Sure. Why not? Kaylin, Thank you so much for joining me. Of As always, it's such a pleasure to, to well, it's, it's such a pleasure to chat with you, but it's, it's so interesting now that we have been friends for a couple of years to revisit an interview I know. <laughs> well,
1: I consider it a treat to talk to you in any way, be it an interview or a phone call. So thank you for having me and, and for wanting to celebrate this. I was kind of just going to let it fly under the radar. So thank you for giving me a place to share.
0: Absolutely not. That was a b- brilliant, fantastic video. And I hope people share with their friends and, you know, ugly cry like I did. No. <laughs> Kaylin Marie, thank you so much. I'll speak to you very soon. You. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we clearly did. I have never cried on one of my live streams before, but that video, it it really got me. You can follow Kaylin at Marie Music on Instagram and Spotify and please look out for her new music in coming months. All of these videos are available as unedited video podcasts, but only in our Facebook group, This Next Song's About Inner Circle, and the link is in today's show notes, so please connect with me and other music fans there. I will be back next week with another great artist for you, so make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stevie Manns. Thanks for listening to This Next Song's About. I'll see you next week.